Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very exciting, especially considering how much of a big week this has been. This has been probably one of the busiest weeks I will ever have my entire, entire year. It's been mega. I don't even know where to start. So when you guys last heard from me, I was traveling down to Manchester. That was a journey from hell. But it was really nice because it meant that I got to go meet my boyfriend on our third year anniversary. It was so cute because we weren't sure we were going to be able to spend it together. And I feel like sometimes that's tricky being long distance is because you you like you really, really want to make a bigger deal out of like the special occasions and seeing each other and making an event of something. And I wasn't sure that we were going to be able to this year. And I was kind of fine with it because I knew his job means that we can't see each other like when everyone else can see each other. And I was okay with it, but like, I was a bit disappointed. And so for us to actually manage to see each other was really, really lovely. And just everything else that happened that week. Wait, let me take you through the day. So I met him in the morning. My train got in at 11. I had to leave the house at 6am to catch my train. It was disgusting, would not have recommended. But I managed to get a quicker train than the four and a half hour one to Manchester, which was a massive relief. I'm telling you, when I get my big girl job and I have a proper paycheck... That is the first thing I'm spending my money on is train tickets. I refuse to be on the four-hour train. I will be on the direct train every time. Two hours it could take me to get there. That's nothing. At the moment, I have to do this massive journey where I go London to Crewe and I stop in Crewe and then Crewe to Manchester Piccadilly. And I literally went everywhere. This train stopped at every possible train station you can imagine. There isn't a place to do it. We were at Birmingham Airport at one point. And I was just like please get me there but I did manage to edit the podcast which was a relief because when I got there I knew I would not have time to do any of this and so we got to Manchester and it was really really lovely because we did presents and everything which was cute and he didn't know which roses to get me so he got me three different types and I was like that's really cute and he got me this really nice ring which matches the ring that he got me for our first year anniversary and I was like oh Stop. that's so thoughtful and then I like buying people an event present I feel like it's more fun and I not gonna lie you know some people who just buy everything that they want he's one of those people he'll just if you want something he'll just work like more shifts to then go and buy it he's a nightmare person to buy things for and so I feel like I've exhausted all of the gift options for the time being and also because it's like our things are quite nicely spread out because you like have Christmas, then you have our anniversary in July, then you have my birthday in August and his birthday in September, which means that there's only a limit to how many gift giving things I can buy, you know? And I feel like although it is nicely spread out between Christmas and now, there's also Valentine's Day in that, which means that it's quite all close together, which can be a little bit hard thinking of new ideas every single time. So buying an event type thing is perfect. So I bought us bottomless brunch, which was great and lovely experience definitely I love a bottomless brunch it's really funny you know how much you're going to spend it was a good time apart from the cocktails were just not that great they weren't they just weren't that nice we should have just gone to Turtle Bay but we didn't we tried a new place out and it was because it was I think it was a Japanese restaurant and I know it's not the same and we're going to Vietnam so entirely different type of food but I just thought it'd be like nice little like oh we're going to Vietnam which is in Southeast Asia which is so exciting I don't even know if Japan is in Southeast Asia but you know it's like an Asian cuisine so I was like kind of similar it was the closest thing to I could find I don't think there is a Vietnamese bottomless brunch which there should be because that would be delicious but 
we got there and it was just like we were sat on a bad table and I feel like bottomless brunch the place you are sat is everything because that means if you're on the eye line for getting drinks and we were just kind of sat like under the bar which I thought was going to be ideal but it actually really wasn't because it just meant people were walking past us all the time and within 45 minutes we'd only had two drinks and you know it's quite expensive it was like you had to I think the entire meal was like 80 quid it was quite a lot of money. And so I was just a bit like, oh, this needs to be a bit better, you know? Like, I don't want to pay all this money and when we could literally have just bought nicer drinks somewhere else. And so we were just like, is there any chance we can order a few drinks? Because the bar had a massive queue on it. And we were able to. And then the drinks started stacking up and it was great. But then the next day, my hangover, oh, oh. I haven't really been drinking recently at all because of my dissertation and... and when I'm not with, like, when I'm not seeing my friends and everything, I just don't really drink, because I feel like I need to be more productive at the moment, but Jesus Christ, I forgot how bad my hangovers were, and then to make matters worse, we had to deep clean the flat, because he was moving out, so we had to move him into his new flat that day, and I genuinely thought I was going to die, it was bad, it was rough, deep cleaning the flat, mm, not that fun, especially because it's not even my flat, but I offered because I felt bad, and so I helped, and then that makes me a good person, but on top of that, the next day, so we deep cleaned the flat, hung over, ugh, rewatched the entire series of The Hunger Games, I'm not gonna lie, Louis was a trooper, he didn't judge at all, I dictated what we watched for three nights back to back, because I just saw it on Amazon Prime, and not Netflix, Netflix, and I just thought, underrated film series, I haven't watched that in years. I feel like Hunger Games, Twilight, Divergent, they were such like an era of my life. I gave up so much time to those films and reading all of the books and I feel like it was just 14, 15, 16 year old me. Loved those. I still love them, I'm not going to lie. I forgot how great Hunger Games was as a storyline. I'm not going to lie, not the best acting. You're not watching it for the cinematic masterpiece. But... Great film nonetheless, really, really good. Would definitely recommend if you're wanting a bit of a nostalgia trip. So we've been watching, we watched that all weekend and then come Monday, oh, I've told those of you who subscribe to the podcast this story already, so just skip, skip forward 30 seconds. But you know the lovely ring he got me for our anniversary? Well, it's a little bit too small, a little bit, but I really liked it and I don't want to cause a fuss, so I just shoved it on my finger and I was like, it will fit it was like Cinderella, I was like, it will absolutely fit me, no questions asked. Well, turns out that's not really how a ring works. And so, mm, got it on, then it got a little bit stuck for a day, but I thought it was just because I started my period, so I was like, well, maybe I'm just bloated, maybe that can make your like body puffy. And then managed to get it off in the shower, brilliant, thought it can't really get that stuck on my finger, and so took it off put it back on the same finger that it got stuck on, which we're not going to lie, guys, it was stupid. It was really stupid. Couldn't get it off. Woke up the next day, my finger was blue. It was blue, purpley blue. I was stressed. It was swollen and gross and ugly looking. And I was very stressed about it, I can't lie. I started to get very panicky that my finger was going to fall off. And I called my mum and she was like, you might need to go to the jewellers to get it cut off because I'm not going to lie, it was swelling. It was not looking good. And because I'd been trying to yank it off and it was swelling more and more and more, it just was never going to come off. And I think I tried the window cleaner 
Apparently, if you put window cleaner on, it gets off. No. Apparently, then I tried, then I walked all the way to Superdrug to buy some tooth like floss because if you wrap floss around your finger, that decompresses it and you can try and pull your finger off that way. That didn't work. That actually made it 10 times worse. What else did I try? Oh, and then on the way back from Superdrug, there was a thunderstorm and I, on, I was in a miserable mood that day. Stormed back into the flat accepted that my fate might be to have this ring on forever and kind of consoled myself with the fact that it was a nice ring and it goes with the jewellery that I have, so it's okay. Guys, I don't know why it made me so claustrophobic, but it it made me panic like I was trapped, which was a massive overreaction considering it was literally just a ring stuck on my finger, but we move. And then I suddenly remembered that I'd managed to get it off the day before when I was in the shower. And so when I was in the shower this time, maybe it would come off as well. And it did and when I got that ring off I think that was the most joyful moment of that day it of the week it was incredible it was brilliant and then the week didn't end there I feel like this would have been enough you know enough things going on just our anniversary getting the finger and thinking I might have to go to A&E all of this I even called up a jewelry shop and asked them do they take rings off for people it I was so dramatic, so dramatic. I remember waving my boyfriend up and being like, I'm going to have to go to A&E. And he just looked at me and he was like, really? Are you sure? And I was like, yes. I definitely have a dramatic flair, I've realised recently. But moved him into the new flat. Then Tuesday rolls around and, you know, I'm starting to have like, you know, it's day two of the hangover. I'm feeling better, feeling fresh. We've moved into the new flat. All is good. Then... It's his brother's birthday. So we go over to Leeds, have a lovely day with them, which was really nice. We ended up going to this tapas bar, which I'd never been before. And because I grew like went to Leeds, grew up in Leeds, I didn't grow up in Leeds, because I went to uni in Leeds, it's always really nice to go back. It always feels really kind of nostalgic, you know? It feels like we're going, going back to the past and it was a place that I really loved but I never really felt like I got to experience it fully because of COVID. I feel like this is the thing. It kind of ruined my uni experience, I'm not going to lie, because I feel like when I was getting really comfortable with life, then it all changed. And so I, I missed the part of getting really, really close with everyone. And so that was a little bit, yeah. So it's always nice to go back and like revisit it. And I think revisiting places that used to mean a lot to you when your life is different and you are in a happier place is something that's really important. It's going to be something I talk more about in the content part of this week's podcast. But going back, we had the tapas bar and we went out for drinks and it was just a really nice, wholesome day because they go back to Australia soon. So it was just really nice to see them and just hang out and be in Leeds again, which was fun. And then the week doesn't end there, people. No, have a day doing some uni work, go for a really cute picnic in the park, do my fastest 5k time that I've ever done, I did it in 23 minutes and I'm so proud of myself, my boyfriend came along with me and he was acting like my personal trainer, oh how embarrassing is this though, he had, he was on his bike because he'd just come back from the gym and he was like come on Bella we can do this and he was like sub, like cheering me on as we go around, then as I'm running he starts playing Eye of the Tiger whilst I am running and everyone is staring at me and it's like dun 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 I don't know how the rest of it goes but I died as if running fast around quite a small area with a guy on a bike next to you isn't embarrassing enough singing Eye of the Tiger whilst he is pissing himself laughing because he thinks it's really funny was not funny, but it did make me run faster because 
it worked, you know? 23 minutes, I'm proud of myself. I really want to get it to 20 minutes. That's my current goal. And then, and then that wasn't the end, because the next day, I had his graduation, which was such the perfect day. It was brilliant. I'm not gonna lie, haven't been that drunk in a long time. But it happens, it happens to the best of us. And sitting down drinking, I always feel like catches you out. You don't realise how drunk you are until you stand up and all of a sudden you're like, oh. And these heels I was wearing were ginormous. They're the biggest heels I've ever worn. I purposefully left them at his house because I never want to see them ever again. I couldn't walk in them. I don't know what came over my brain when I ordered these thinking, I'll be absolutely fine. But I just have this... I sometimes think that I could just do anything that I would absolutely be fine, and I just was not fine in these heels, they were massive, because they were not just a massive heel, but they also had a wedge on, like, they were huge, but it's fine, because I survived it, and we got through, because then the next day, I had three hours of sleep, and I, like, I was not well, okay, three hours of sleep, alarm goes off at half six, no, it was earlier than that, 6am the alarm goes off and I literally sit up horizontal to vertical like (gasps) what's going on and then I remember time to catch your train at half seven in the morning because you're going to junction two today it was disgusting I have actually never been that hungover in my entire life like in my entire life it was the most sleep deprived I think I was still drunk I'm not gonna lie I was not thriving that day. We went to McDonald's. The lady in McDonald's nearly made me cry because she was so lovely. She saw, she took one look at me and was just like, oh, love. And I was carrying all this ketchup and she was like, just take the packets. Here you go. You need looking after. There you are. And I didn't really realise how rough I looked until I saw the picture that Louis took of me on the train. Mm. If you follow me on Instagram, you know the one. I hadn't looked in a mirror that day because Louis's new flat has no mirrors, which is kind of weird, I'm not going to lie, but has no mirrors yet, so they need to buy one. I hadn't seen my face. Genuinely, I looked the most shocking I've ever looked in my entire life. And I didn't want to go to Junction 2. I love festivals. I love techno. But I was not loving the idea of going to this massive festival on the worst hangover of my entire life. You know, I'm not one of those people that can just drink through it. I don't have a good stomach for things like that. Like, I I kind of accepted that I might just have to do the so- festival sober, that I might just have to drink water, and that was good enough for me. And so, after a four and a half hour journey, which you can only imagine how tragic that was, we had to swap in Birmingham, then we did Birmingham to somewhere else, then we did somewhere else to London. Oh, it was the worst journey I've ever had. At one point, I was just lying on my side listening to Taylor Swift. (gasps) I got Taylor Swift tickets, everyone. And that is what made Thursday an even better day. I forgot to tell you all. I got got Taylor Swift tickets. I got front standing, left-hand side. Literally the most perfect, brilliant tickets of my entire life. And mm, I can't actually explain how excited I am. I'm going with my little sister and my best friend. And it feels like full circle moment it feels wholesome and I'm really excited but 
I'll carry on with the festival chat because then when we got there, it was a really good festival. Would recommend Junction 2 as a festival. I didn't really, like, there's the classic stage where it's under a motorway. And so that's like the classic photo of like it being under the motorway. Not gonna lie, I didn't love that stage. Felt very crammed. I think it's because I was hungover. So I just felt like a bit overwhelmed being surrounded by that many people. Because everyone's like pushing and shoving because it was a back-to-back it was Ben UFO and someone else, but it was a back-to-back set, and it was a really, like, it was a really good set, but, you know, when you're kind of feeling, like, claustrophobic, and so I went to, I'm not gonna lie, claustrophobia is a big thing of this podcast, of this week, maybe I am more claustrophobic than I realise, maybe, maybe not, but it was, like, a re- and then that was a cool festival stage, and then they had another one in a garden, but again, it was quite narrow, we got there quite late, because genuinely, I couldn't have got there any earlier. I I was dying. When I tell you I was dying, I was literally dying. And so I couldn't have got there any earlier if we tried. Like, this was the best it was going to get. And so the other stages that we ended up going to, we didn't end up going to the big tent one. Just wasn't really fussed about it. Probably should have gone, but I was feeling a bit anxious. Don't know why. Probably the booze. I'm not going to lie. It was just probably anxiety. It's nothing major, but I was just feeling very anxious when I got to the festival. Sometimes when I'm surrounded by like so many people and so many people our age, this is so weird to think about. But I get really overwhelmed and quite anxious about it. And it's like, why? I get quite, I felt quite self conscious. I don't know why, but I just felt very self conscious about like what I was wearing and like. I don't know, I just felt very self-conscious, which is like when I'm like, and I'm normally not, because I know nothing's a competition and you're okay in your own lane and blah, blah, I know all of that, but I think I was just feeling quite vulnerable because I was so hungover and of just seeing all of these like incredible looking people wearing incredible outfits and I was just like, oh, I feel like a potato and I hadn't really eaten either, so that was definitely not going to help. I've noticed my anxiety heavily linked to when I'm hungry interesting but then then I had I think it's probably the best set I'll ever see in my entire life genuinely thinking about it now brings tears to my eyes underground playing was better than I could have ever imagined in my entire life it was the best set I've ever seen ever 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 if you can go and see underworld go and see underworld because guys i don't think i'm ever going to go over it when they played born slippy and i was holding louis hand and i was like i'm so happy i then though my phone storage filled up when the drop of born slippy was about to happen i don't think i'll ever get over that but it's okay because it made me put my phone down and just enjoy the moment and Sometimes I think that's what I need to happen. I've been finding like social media and stuff hard when I've been like so busy living. But that's why this podcast today is about learning to live. Which sounds a bit silly because I know we live every single day. But it's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently. About my life and about stress and about anxiety and about worrying about the future and worrying about the next thing. And it's something that I really want to talk to you about today because I think it's... I think it's important. I think it's important that we all stop and question how are we living? Are we even living? Are you just jumping from job to job? And so this is what the content part for this week's podcast is going to be on. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about what it means to be alive. And that sounds quite dramatic and quite deep. And I guess it kind of is, but I feel like I spent so much of my life stressing, stressing about the next thing, stressing about the outcome of something. And finally, like, 
I'm realizing that I need to breathe a little bit more. I'm realizing that I need to reevaluate what living is actually is. I need to reevaluate what's important to stress about and what's not that important to stress about. I need to reevaluate how I can't do everything. And neither can you. No one can do everything all of the time. You can only do as much as you can do. I think, especially in the past week, I've really gotten out of my routine because I haven't been living at like my house. I was at my boyfriend's house for a week and it's in Manchester. My gym isn't there. My desk isn't there. My like laptop and everything like that isn't there. And the days before that, my laptop broke and that was a massive, massive stress. I'm not going to lie. That that was really stressful. And all of these things all of a sudden made me realize that sometimes things are out of my control because when I was out, like when I was staying at my boyfriend's house, you guys know I've had like a busy week this week. It was our anniversary and then it was his brother's birthday and then it was his graduation and then we're going to a festival. Like all of these things are incredible but for some reason I was getting really stressed about them. I was getting really worried that I wouldn't manage to do all my work in time, that I was going to feel so overwhelmed, that I don't have time to fit everything in. But then all of a sudden this morning when I realised that I'm not in a fit state to do any uni work today, like I'm actually dying. I am genuinely exhausted. I need some time on my own. I have to record the podcast, but blah, 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 blah. And I was like, why am I so worried about it? Like, what's the worst that could happen? I had a brilliant week this week. And you know what? Maybe my dissertation isn't going to be as good as if I hadn't have done this week. But what really matters more to me in the long run are the memories. Am I really on my deathbed going to be thinking, God, I wish I'd missed seeing Underworld with my boyfriend I'd wish I'd missed his graduation. I wish I missed Matt's birthday. I wish I missed all of these. No, I'm not going to wish I did that. I'm never going to wish I did that. And I think that's the thing that I find really tricky is because in the moment beforehand and afterwards, I can really taint that really positive experience because I feel so anxious about the fact that I've missed it. I feel so anxious about the fact that I don't think I've put enough effort into it. I don't feel like I've done enough things. But what really is it to live? You know? I feel like I've started to rephrase living in my mind to be just collecting as many incredible moments as possible. We're here every single day for 75 years. You have 75 good years, you know? 75 years where you're totally autonomous on your body, where you're able to do everything you want, where you're able to be in control of your own life, your own destiny. That's not that many. I watched a video earlier today and it was like, you have 75 springs, 75 autumns, 75 winters, 75 summers. Don't waste them. There's only 75 of each of them. And that's not to put pressure on and that's not to say that we need to feel stressed and worried and feel like we have to do so much in such a short amount of time. You have time to work things out. You have time to put your best foot forward, but you have time to enjoy yourself. Because this is it. Sometimes I think I'm putting so much pressure on becoming this perfect person for my future self, on getting the grades and getting the job and looking to the next thing that I can do for my future self that I'm realising the things I'm doing now are meant for the present, you know? Not everything has to be an investment. And I think that's something that I'm feeling quite passionately about at at the moment, is that not everything does have to be an investment. That you can truly have time that is just for you. You need to remember to live. You need to remember to not let work dominate everything, you know? I've really let it dominate a lot of things and sometimes it can make me feel really anxious and really worried and I'll cry about it and it's like my family invited me to go on holiday with them and rather than my instant reaction being, yeah, that sounds incredible, I'll work it out, my instant reaction was, no, I can't come. 
Like, I just don't know if I'll have free time. And in my life, I prioritise work so much and prioritise doing the things that I think I should do in order to better my future self that I don't let myself enjoy the moments, the moments when they're actually happening, the moments where all of this month I've been, like, working really hard so that I was in a good position for this week. Yet even this week, I felt stressed about work. And it just sinks into everything. And I've kind of realised sometimes I say that I'm stressed about work when I'm not even that stressed about work, when I'm not even feeling that concerned about what's going on, which is a bit of a worrying advancement. Because it kind of indicates that these complaints that I have are becoming more habits than actual complaints. It's becoming a normal thing for me to, for me to say I'm stressed about my work. I'm stressed about this. I'm stressed about that. But It's not normal in your life to be constantly stressed. It's not healthy for you to be constantly stressed. It's not healthy for you to have time off. Because working and having a career, earning money, all of these things are important parts of our life. Like, I I want to have a successful life. But in order that, like, the point of doing all these things, the point of earning money, of having a good life, of being able to afford a life that makes you really happy, is so you can have the life that you love. So in those moments where you're doing the things that you love, in those moments where you are living the life that you want to have, why are we all letting the anxiety about the future stresses dominate it? And I know everyone says over and over and over again that the only thing you have to control is the present. There's no point thinking about your future self, but I'm definitely a planner and I definitely try and think about my future self all of the time. And I think even when I was back at school, I used to worry about everything and I've always worried about everything. But I need to realise that it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't manage to get something done. That I can only do my best. And and that's good enough, you know? I don't have to be this perfect person, this perfect machine. I don't have to get everything right all of the time. It doesn't have to be like that. I'm allowed to just try my hardest and that's what I get. And I have to learn to be content with that. Because if I'm not content with it, I'm going to run myself into the ground. I'm going to make myself so stressed and so worried about the smallest of small things and that's not what I need to do, you know? I need to let myself go to the festival and think, this is worth it, you know? This is worth it. I've worked hard. I'm allowed to have time off. I didn't post a TikTok and I was like, oh my God, this is, everything's going to come crumbling down. But no, everything's fine. Everything's always going to be fine, you know? nothing is the end of the world and that's what I wish I had realized if there's one big message I could give you it's that nothing is the end of the world nothing I mean this in minor stresses by the way because the things I'm stressing about are minor I don't mean this in like big life experiences I understand some things like that can be really traumatic that's not what I'm talking about I mean the little things I mean work stress I mean mainly work stress I'm not gonna lie academic stress Stress for the future self when you're doing everything you can in the present to make them the best version of themselves that they could be. You can only do so much for yourself and I just wish, I just wish I could send that message to little 17-year-old me who was starting off for A-levels and she was so stressed and worried about it and crying and didn't want to go to school, didn't really want to be there, didn't like what she was doing, didn't like where she was going because she didn't know where she was going and I thought I could control everything. I thought I could pick what my future was going to be. And I'm slowly realising you can never pick it entirely. You can stir the way that you're leaning. You can make yourself go certain directions. But the ultimate, like, outcome of where you're going to go, the final destination is never where you thought you'd be. You know? 
because it's all of the fine print that comes on the way. It's all the little details that make your life into the life that you have, you know? It's the tubes that I take to uni, it's the friends I've met along the way, it's the people I'm surrounding myself, are people I didn't know a year ago. My best friends are people I didn't even know a year ago and I spent so long stressing about how I was going to make friends in London, the life I was going to create in London. Is the life I've created in London good enough? Do I have enough friends in London? But blah, 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 blah. But none of it really matters. All of these things, like even at the festival, like I was saying, I walked in all of a sudden, I know it was because of the alcohol, but I felt quite overwhelmed with how many like amazing looking people there were and I just felt quite self-conscious and I don't know, I just felt out of place. And I let that ruin like the first hour of the festival for me until I was like, what am I doing? Literally no one is thinking about me. I'm just me right now and they're all just them and they're in their own little world and I'm in my little world. And that's okay. I like who I am. I like who I'm becoming. I like that I'm putting everything I can into becoming the person that I want to be. But the stress I have about becoming that person, the stress I have about the future things going on in my life, I need to stop letting them take away from everything else that's going on. And I think that's really what I want you to take away from this episode is asking yourself, why are you really stressing about it? What really is so anxiety inducing about it? What is making you panic so much? The thing that's making me panic is I'm scared of failing. Scared of things not going right. I'm scared of it not being enough. Whatever I do, it not mounting to enough. But my life's goal isn't that. The whole point of living is just being alive. That's all it is. It's collecting all the most beautiful memories that you can create. Surround yourself with so much love and happiness and goodness that you feel incredible. And so having the career that I want to have and growing You've Got Mail and doing all of these things are great things that could allow me to create even more memories and do even more incredible things in my life. But ultimately, that's not the purpose, you know? All of these are vehicles to allow you to experience an even better life. And I'm not saying they're not important, they are important. But what I am saying is these things are vehicles to allow you to experience the really great things in life, to allow you to create some really unforgettable memories. And I think sometimes we forget that. We forget that the tasks we're doing day to day are vehicles to allow us to experience really great things. So please stop worrying. Please stop worrying about everything that you have going on. Please stop worrying about the little small things. Because I promise you, small things are not going to change everything. Everything is going to be okay. You are trying as hard as you can try. You're doing as best as you can. And that's all that matters. And you have to become okay with your best being enough. Because otherwise you're going to constantly hold yourself to something that's unattainable. Something that you're not going to be able to maintain for a long period of time. And you're going to end up burning yourself out. And you're just going to start a vicious cycle that repeats over and over and over again. And I just want you to know that you are enough. You're enough on your own. You're enough just existing. All of the things you're doing are ways for you to create an even better life yourself because it allows you to experience even cooler things. But you're enough without that. These are just things that, you know, allow you to see new things. But anyway, on to the new things. Oh no, the question part for this week's podcast. Okay, first question, best clothing brands? Mm, charity shops. I'm not going to lie, I never really shop in normal shops because they're too expensive and I am broke right now. There's so many clothes I like want to buy, but I just, I never buy them because I always just go in charity shops or TK Maxx. The TK Maxx in where I live 
is incredible. Like I got my Bottega bag there and that was really good. But also I feel like I'm starting to learn the things that I like wearing and the colors that look good on me. So yellow looks terrible on me. I mm, Yellow's not my color. Blues are my color. Blues and purples and wearing something tight with something baggy always. Or baggy and baggy, but never tight and tight. That doesn't go well for me. Or it, like learning the combinations of outfits that work for you and you feel great in. I feel like that's the most important thing when finding good clothes brands. It's finding the clothes that you feel really comfortable in and creating a good stock wardrobe. I have so many, like I have a pairs of like so many jeans and so many different things that like I kind of have like a good stock wardrobe. And also everything I've owned, I've realized is not really like statement pieces. They're things that I can mix and match with like loads of different jackets. And so the way that I've got all of these different clothes is charity shops. Leather jackets, I've got so many. Leather jackets and suede jackets and I'm not gonna lie, I'm fully on a leather jacket ban. Not allowed to buy them anymore. I have four. Trench coat, I just, I love it. But I feel like in charity shops, I just find better stuff and the stuff's always like better quality. And so Oxfam's my favourite there's loads in Scarborough, which I'm not going to tell you about because gatekeeping them. I am sorry, but they are great. So I think charity shops is the best way to go. Buy scarf tops. Scarf tops literally cost 50p. When you're wanting a new outfit, go into a charity shop and look in the scarf section. I always wear them. That's my go-to. That's what I wore for Junction 2. And it was so great. Also Zara sale. Zara does have good bits. And I do like it for like, if I was to do a high street shop, that's what I'd always go to. But I just think sometimes it's a bit expensive. And when I can get something really nice in the charity shops, then I don't tend to buy it. But also, my mind frame on clothes right now isn't that focused because I'm going to Vietnam. <gasps> I'm going to do a summer wardrobe. I need to buy bikinis. I need to buy a visa. Oh, that's going to be so expensive. It's okay. We move. We're just gonna we're just gonna skip past that. Weekday is the best place for bikinis, by the way. If you're interested, that's the best place to go. How's the hangover? Pretty brutal. To be honest, pretty brutal. Yeah, my eyes burn. But the fact I've managed to record a half an hour long podcast is beyond a miracle. I couldn't speak this morning. So, you know, I had a fish, like fish cake and mashed potato and salad. And it just, it feels like a winter's day today. It's really rainy. It's gross weather. And so I just felt like I needed something warm and comforting. And that meal was the warm and comforting meal that I needed. What are the changes you've witnessed in yourself from the last year to this year? I like this question. I think... I think it's kind of very related to this podcast episode, really. I'm happy right now. I'm really happy. And I've created a life for myself that I really love. And I'm more content with where I am and where I'm going. And I think I've let go to a lot of things. I think I've let go to a lot of drama and things that went on that just don't really matter anymore. I think I've gained perspective. And I think that's what age gives you, time gives you, is allowing you to gain perspective on different things. And I don't want this podcast to come across as like patronising. But I just wish I could have the perspective I have now on everything I have back then. Because the thing is that... I have this newfound perspective on realising what is important in my life and what isn't important in my life. And I'm just realising how the small stuff really isn't. It's okay that I didn't manage to do the dissertation this week. Like, it's fine. 
even though I did do some, but you know, it, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't the end of the world. And that's something that I think is probably the biggest thing that I've done this year is gaining perspective on my life. And I think that's the best thing you can get because it starts to make you reevaluate all the things that are going on in your life. And it makes you ask yourself, is that important or is that not important? And it's a work in progress. It's something I'm constantly striving to get better at. And like, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm trying I'm really, really trying. I think I'm being more forgiving about myself. I'm realising that I'm not the main character of everyone else's life. I'm just the main character of my own. So when I make a mistake, when I mess up, when I do something really embarrassing when I'm drunk, like, does anyone really care? Does anyone actually genuinely care? Really? Because, like, why? Why? They're not going to. You're not the main character of their life. So I think those have been the big things that I've learnt this year. I'm so, so scared for year 11 in September, particularly because I have really, really bad anxiety around exams. I get this. I'm not going to lie. The fact I've done my last ever exam is pretty major. I mean, it's probably not going to be my last ever exam. Knowing me, I'll end up doing courses and stuff like that. It will never be the last thing I end up doing, but I get really anxious about exams. But you have to learn to console yourself with you can only try as hard as you can try. You can only do your best. There's no point worrying about it coming. It's going to happen, but you're going to be okay. It's never going to be the end of the world. And I think, again, linking back to this perspective and realising to stop sweating the small stuff, it's going to be okay. You are going to be okay. You are. And I know it doesn't feel like it, and I know it can feel very overwhelming, and year 11 is a scary time. Like, it is scary. All of a sudden, you're making a transition into life getting a bit more adulty, you know? You're starting to think about the fact you're going to sick form soon. And then that's making you realise at university, it's not soon, but it's not really, really far away anymore. Now it's three years away, you know? Which I'm not going to lie, is still really far away. But it's not so much on the distant horizon as, let's say, it was in year seven. But it's okay to find these things scary, but you have to realise you are going to be okay. Everything always works out okay. You can only try as hard as you can try. And so you just have to console yourself with knowing that when you get there, it will work out. You will be okay. But it's not time for you to stress about it now. And I think this is the thing. You've got to let yourself enjoy your life. You cannot keep worrying about future use problems. Like, you can't. You're going to dominate every single, every single thing going on in your life if you do. And that's something that I wish I'd worried less about when I was younger. Okay. Let's go on to the anonymous questions. I took screenshots this time because it keeps uploading really badly and I'm not a fan. I know it sounds very materialistic and superficial, but I'm really struggling this summer with FOMO, missing out on group holidays, etc. But I think more broadly, it's relating to the fact that I'm going into third year of uni, so I'm worried I'm wasting my last few free summers. You know, when I think about my last, like my summers as a teenager, like, they were nowhere near as good as the summers I'm having now. I think your teenage years are made out to be, like, the most... In so many films, like, the most incredible free experience. And you do all of these really fun things and blah, 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 blah. I've never been on a girl's holiday. I've never been on a group holiday, you know? I've been on one holiday with my friend. And that's because I never really had the friendship groups to do those group holidays with. It's only recently this year that I found myself with a really solid friendship group around me. But that's a new thing, you know? I'm 22, I'm about to turn 23. And I never had any of those things. I used to get massive FOMO and I used to feel really upset about it. But then I realised that how I spend my summer, if I'm enjoying myself, it's not a waste. 
and it's okay for me to like doing different things and it's never going to be a waste that you're missing out on those things because you're spending your time doing other things instead that could be equally as valuable. You're spending time with your family. You know, there's going to be such limited time with the people around you that you love. It's never going to feel like enough time. So the fact you're spending it with them, like, what? that's not a waste. And FOMO is an awful thing. FOMO can be really, really annoying. And I get it. This summer, I've literally been studying the entire time. My boyfriend's out clubbing the entire time, you know? He works in raves. So he's literally busy. He's going to festivals for days and days and days on end. And he's having the time of his life. And I'm sat looking at code every single day and I get massive FOMO about it but I have to remember that I am happy and if I hadn't seen what everyone else is doing I would be happy and I have to remember when I didn't have those group holidays and everything and I did feel a bit shit it's all right to feel a bit shit in those moments and it's all right to feel like you are missing out on something but I promise you these last summers that you have It's not like all your joy is going to end when you leave university. If anything, it gets so much more. You learn who you are. You learn how to look after yourself. You learn what you like. You learn what you don't like. You start working. You have money to be able to afford things, you know? So I think FOMO is such a normal experience, but be patient with yourself and allow yourself to have time to get to where you want to be. Things take time. Friends take time. Surround yourself with good people takes time but you have time. I really promise you do. Okay. Who are you trying to get together with? I have a boyfriend. We've been together for three years. You guys know this. Mm, Last question. What religion are you? I don't have a religion necessarily. I find bits of religion very interesting. I think if I was to be anything specific, I'd probably be just spiritual. I don't believe in a set thing I just think there's something bigger I believe in there being universe I believe in there being angels I believe in people's souls I think we're too smart of a being I think life is too beautiful for it to all just go but then if it was that way I think that's also beautiful as well that is everything is just a miracle that any of this has happened the fact we get to experience any of this is pretty crazy and I think that's why this podcast is important to me this week of telling you all that it's not It's not the end of the world. You are going to be okay. I promise you. When I was listening to Underworld and it was like my favourite song that I started the marathon with and I looked up, like I was holding my boyfriend's hand and everyone around me was singing and I was just like, look at my life right now. Like three years ago, I was probably the lowest that I've ever been, ever. And I didn't think I'd be able to pick myself up off it. And I didn't know who I was and I didn't know where I was going and I didn't know what I was going to do and I had no friends and I've never felt so unsure about myself. I've never felt so unclear about who I am. And now today, I'm like seeing some of my favourite DJs and I'm smiling and I live in London and I've got this podcast that I love creating and I've got so many beautiful people around me who I love to like love dearly, you know? People that really mean a lot to me. And I think, life is good. Life is really, really, really good at the moment. But anyway, on to the new things that I've done this week. So 
for the new things I've done this week, I started reading, as you guys know, what's it called? Everything I Know About Love, and I am actually really, really enjoying it. It's good. I've only read literally like two pages because I thought I was gonna have such a, like so much time this week to do so many things and I've had zero time. I feel like you forget when you're living with someone and you're like seeing each other every single day, those quiet moments that you have to fill, you don't necessarily fill them anymore. I think if we lived together, it would be different because like, you have more of your own things surrounding you and you make more of an effort for those types of things. But because when we see each other, it's so intense and then I don't see them at all, I feel like I forget to read, to do with the other little things. And also there was no Wi-Fi, which should have made me probably read more, but it really didn't. I don't know why, I just felt bored. So instead of doing that, I have watched so much TV this week, I can't even cope. I have got some good film recommendations for you all. Okay, first off, I'm late to the party, I know. Every to, no, The Sun My Turn Pretty. 10 out of 10 film. Loved it. Loved every single thing about it. It's not a film, it's a series, I realise that. I'm up to episode six. I've watched four episodes today. Four. It's great, you know? It's making me feel 17 again. It's making me go through all of the trauma of 17-year-old relationships you know, the drama of school, the drama of teenagers. I'm enjoying it and would recommend watching it if you haven't, if you just want something easy to watch. Because it's aimed at younger kids, like younger kids, maybe like, I don't know what age group it's aimed at, but it's like younger. There's no serious drama, you know? I'm fine with that right now. I'm in my grandma phase after I've had such a big week. I just want nice things. I want comfort right now, and that is comforting. Other things, I Am Legend. Never watched that before. That goes off Prime in 20 days, so watch that if you haven't watched it. It's all about this disease that gets released, and New York City has to get shut down, and this one guy that tries to save everyone. Definitely watch it. I'd never watched it. Louis had it on next to me whilst I was doing my dissertation, and I did no work, so I was just watching the film the entire time. Other new things I've done this week, watching TV-wise... Hunger Games, already told you guys about that, 10 out of 10, would recommend, and that, I think, is it, I don't think I've done many new things in terms of watching and reading, because I've realised when I'm on my own, I do so much, I like really prioritise those things, I literally haven't journaled in a week, it's unlike me, it's so unlike me, but anyway, I need to go, because I have to edit this before it comes out for you tomorrow at 9am, it might be 10am this week, I am sorry, but it just might have to be. But I love you loads and I can't wait to speak to you next week. Thank you for listening. It honestly means the world to me. And if you can, press subscribe, not the paid subscription, just a standard subscription. It massively helps more people find me and I really, really appreciate it. But I love you loads and I can't wait to speak to you next week. Bye.